0: We're continuing in our studies in the book of Hebrews, and we're in chapter 12. And if you remember, last week we looked at the great um, heroes of faith, and some of them were mentioned. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. And then you and I are brought in to that as well. And so he says in chapter 12, verse 1, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And then he carries on, and we'll look at that next week. Speaking about a race here, you and I are involved in a race. And I well remember in my early days, uh, when I was in year 9 at school, at uh, first year high school, Um, I was involved in athletics, doing 100-meter sprints. I know it doesn't look like that, but I did. I was quite a fast lad in my day. And um, I well remember the exhilaration of running these races, because I loved running. Just loved running. But it was a personal race. There was a lot of preparation that had to go in no one else was going to do it for me. I had to do the preparation. I had to run up and down those stadium stairs every morning. Practicing. Getting the muscles toned up. Getting ready for the race. Which is a very specific race. It was going to be a 100 meter sprint. It's very different to long distance. But there's preparation that goes in, there's anticipation as the day comes along and you know the butterflies start coming in the stomach that you're going to be racing and other competitors are there. And there's the pain of the race. It's not fun running when you're in a race. It's hard work but it's great. And then that exhilaration with the crowds there cheering you on. And so he speaks you about a personal race. No one else can run this race for you and I. It's you and I running the race. And it's a set race. You can't just get into a race and do your own thing. There's a course set out for you. You've got to stick to it. If you get outside of your lane, you're disqualified. Don't hand over that, whatever the thing's called, the baton. If you don't do it in the proper space... Marked spaces, you're disqualified. You've got to run it by a certain set of rules. And it's outside of your control. You can't go saying to the umpire, I want to run in that lane, because even though this one's been given to you, you've just got to run in your lane. It's a painful race. The preparation, the race itself, if you're doing obstacles, you can see there's a good picture of me on the left there. Um, (laughs) If you're doing uh, hurdles races, A lot of pain involved, a lot of obstacles. You've got to get over them because that's part of the race. And in the end, the race will end. You're not going to run a 100-meter race for the rest of your life, and it never stops. It will end. And you look forward to that. But you can't sit down before the time and think you're going to complete the race. And as the coach keeps drumming into your head, the race is only over when it's over. Don't think too far ahead. Run the race. And so that's where we're at in this passage. And we see this picture that's painted for us here by the writer to the Hebrews, trying to encourage these Hebrew believers who want to sit down and want to go back to Judaism and the old ways of doing things, saying, it's not worth it. Look at all these who have come before you. This great cloud of witnesses. Look at them and be encouraged in your own race. As you follow Jesus Christ. Persevere, he's saying. Now, as we see this picture, you might see the picture of you running into a stadium and all these crowds are there cheering you on. Come on, Calvin. Work harder. It's actually not like that. There is a crowd there. And I like the word he uses, a cloud of witnesses. Very specific word there. Because there is worship being given. Where the word cloud is used in Revelation and other places, the word, there's worship being given to God. His holiness fills the temple. But here this cloud of witnesses, massive great crowd, you can't distinguish them, but there they are, and they are shouting, and they are witnessing. To what? To your great race? No, it's not about me, you see. If you could hear that crowd, and you were in that stadium, you'd hear them. And what, the, what are they shouting? They're shouting, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! It's all about Him. It's about His faithfulness. That's what the book of Hebrews is all about. You see, we read that passage, and you think they're cheering me on. No, they're not. They're worshipping Jesus Christ. I want to come back to that point that I made, because it's so important that we get this. That crowd of witnesses is not there to cheer me on. This is a crowd of all the faithful who are witnessing to the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. All those who've come before, a great vast crowd of them. And you are just part of that. But this whole scene should inspire us to carry on. Because Christ has been faithful to all the others why would he not be faithful to me? I'm part of this picture. As we saw last week, the great artist is using those little points of color. And he's painting a beautiful big picture of Christ's faithfulness to his people. So be encouraged by this. But it does give us very specific um, instruction on how we are to run this race. And here it is in verse 12. It says, therefore, since... We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Here's the first instruction. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us lay aside what? You see, to be able to run this race, you're going to have to do something. Yeah, I know I said that. It's by faith that we run this race, right? But it takes participation from us. We've got to do something. We've got to lay aside certain things. It says there are two things. Every weight and every sin which entangles. Every weight. What's that? The word onkon is, it speaks about excessive physical weight. So I'm on a diet again this week. And it speaks about a burdensome load. Anything which is holding you back. Anyone ever tried uh, running with all your luggage at the airport when you're late? And you shouldn't have packed so many things. And you did. And now you've got to take all the stuff with you. And you're late and they're going to close the doors and you just wish you hadn't. It's that same frustration. Lay aside anything that you don't need in this life. What are those things? All those cares that you should have put on the Lord Jesus Christ long ago. All those worries about life. Maybe it's past the past that's always with you. You can't seem to escape what's happened in the past. And it holds you back in your race. Give it over to the Lord Jesus Christ and run the race. Lay it aside, he says. And the word therefore, lay aside is throw it away from you. Don't hold on to it with a little lead. Let it go. Lay aside every weight which holds you back. The cares of this world, concerns, those things you haven't handed over to Jesus. And... Here's another one. It says, every sin which entangles, or in your version it might say, every sin which clings so closely. I'm sure you know what they're talking about. <laughs> you can't seem to get, it's like an octopus around your legs all the time. Seaweed, holding you back. Those sins, which you need to confess before the Lord, and then you need to confess before Him again. And again, because it's such a bad habit. Hold you back. You can't run the race. What is there that the Lord is pointing to your life and mine? I know what he's pointing to in my life. What is it in yours? There's something holding us back, you see. And he's saying to us, if you want to run this race and experience this faithfulness of Christ, then lay aside all these things which are holding you back. Secondly, he says, verse 12, and let us run. With endurance, the race that is set before us. There's the next action word. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is not a stroll. This is not a walking race. This is a running race. I see many, many strolling Christians, not too worried about their lives. And sometimes I catch myself with the same attitude, strolling in life's attitude. This is serious. We need to be running with perseverance. The, the word here is hypomanes, which is, means run for the long distance. The word hyper is in there for big. right? Run for the long distance. You can't start with a sprint and think you're going to carry on like that the rest of your lives. You know, many of us haven't got past our point conversion points in experience. We remember the time of conversion and, and all the hype that went with it and the change and the newness of everything. And we rely on that. But there's nothing for today. He says run for the long distance. Run with perseverance. Otherwise you'll end up crawling next to the track. You'll be sitting next to the track. And sitting means, you'll hear those words, I used to dot, dot, dot. I used to go to church. I used to worship the Lord. I used to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I used to read my Bible.'" You're crawling, you're sitting next to the track. He says, run with perseverance the race that is set before you. You see, God has determined the race for you and I. It's not our design, it's His design. It's a tailor-made race. Each of you and each of me has a set race that God wants us to run. The the maker of the whole universe, the one who knows me well, the one who is the Lord in control, has set a very specific race he wants me to run in this life. And so it doesn't help looking at people around me and thinking, well, how come they get it so easy in life and I've got to struggle? The race is set for me by the creator of the universe who made me, who knows me before I even know myself. He has set a very specific race. It's a set race and he wants me to run it. And he knows I can complete it because I'm in his son. So we need to look at this race which Jesus has set before us and we need to run it. And what is the attitude? Well, it says, verse 2, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Here's the attitude. Looking to Jesus. Here's our next action word. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, etc. There's what we're supposed to do. We've said it so often in the book of Hebrews, you'll go where you're looking. If you're looking to Jesus in the race, that's where you'll end. In your destination. And so, what did Jesus do? He, because of the joy that was set before him... He endured the hostility of sinners. He endured the agony. He took our sin on him. And so our race, as we copy Jesus, might mean that we have to endure pain, suffering, belittling, rejection by family and friends and colleagues. But he says we are to look at him. Now, the only difference between athletics and the spiritual race is um, the, the, the coaches used to tell us, just aim at the at the finishing line. Don't look at your competitors because you'll set your pace by them. Aim at the finishing line and get there first. Well, the Bible says to us, no, look further than the finishing line. Look to Christ and you will cross the finishing line. Look to Him. Look to Jesus Christ. Make Him the focus of your life. Christ alone. That is what this whole crowd is shouting about. Christ alone. He is the faithful one. It's about Him. It's not about the race. It's about Him. If you look to Him, you will complete the race. And this word look is a word for deliberate look. Look deliberately. It's not the word stare. But it's a look with intent. You see, it's a look which says I'm not going to be distracted by the things around me. I'm going to keep my eyes on Christ Jesus. Because there are so many things which could distract me when I'm running around in life. So many things which want my attention, which try and take them away from Jesus Christ, the distractions and rival attractions of this world. But we are to deliberately look away from these things and have one focus only, and that is on Jesus Christ. Now I'm not saying do this now, but there's an example in England, and I've mentioned this before, of they pad the telephone poles now. In many places in central London. Why? Because people are so focused on their gadgets walking around. They keep whacking into telephone poles. And their ACC claims go through the roof. So they've actually padded the telephone poles. Now that's really good for focus. But it's the wrong application. Focus on Jesus Christ alone. At all costs. And he will take you through this race. Is what the text is saying. Look to Christ. He is the source. He is the life. He is the inspiration in this race. He's the one I'm t- to look to. Why? Because he's always near. Isn't that encouraging? You might be struggling. You might feel you haven't got another ounce left to walk this Christian race, to run it, never mind running, running. <coughs> He's near me when I feel overwhelmed and overcome by sickness, by distress, by tears, by seemingly never-ending physical pain, by trials of many kind, by financial struggles, by the difficulties of old age, by struggling to find a job or even to keep your home. He's near when the race is going badly. Look to Christ alone. But don't forget to look to him when the race is going really well. He is still near. But guess who moves? Christ is the founder, says our text, and perfecter of my faith. That little word founder is an interesting. We've come across a word we've come across before. He is the pioneer of my faith. He's the one who's gone before me in my faith. He is the founder of. He's the starter of. He's the one that gave me the faith in the first place. When I was lost in my sin, he gave me life. He's the founder of my faith. But that's not all. He's going to continue to work in my faith. He's the perfecter of my faith too. And when you struggle with your everyday faith, don't worry. Just carry on. He will perfect your faith. He's promised he will. He will perfect your faith. He is the perfector. of. Of your faith. He rescued you from darkness. He brought you new life. He gave you new hope. He gave you a future. He will hold you. He's not going to let you go. He will perfect your faith. And therefore when you are weak. He says. He is strong. It's in him you see. It's all about Jesus Christ. And therefore you must rely on him. Because if you rely on him. You will come to fullness of life. In Him, you will experience this life and this race, and it will be a full life and a beautiful race because of Him, Christ. I've covered the next section, who for the joy enjoyed the cross. You know, Christ endured for us. How much are we willing to endure for Him? The first little bit of resistance that comes our way, and we want to fold and give up and go and sulk in a corner. I've felt like it some days. But I'm to fix my gaze on Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's the victorious one. He's now seated at the right hand of the throne of God on high. You see, there's the big picture again. He is victorious. There's not still another big job that has to be done. He has completed the work. He sat down at the the right hand of the Father and he said, It is finished. Because it had been finished on the cross. The only thing that still has to happen is his return. That's the only thing that still has to happen. And then we will be made perfect. And we'll be with him forever. So run the race, believer. Don't sit down. Don't start crawling. Run the race in Christ. Looking to him The author and perfecter of your faith. And as you do, you join that great cloud of witnesses. Because your life might be witnessing to someone around you. It might be witnessing to your children. And there they are watching your life. And your struggles with life as a parent. And they are encouraged. And you've joined the great cloud of witnesses even while you're on this earth. If I look around me, there are many that follow Jesus Christ. This past week, I buried or had cremated a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. He's part of that cloud of witnesses. His life speaks of the life of Jesus Christ, the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And his life spurred me on to be more faithful. This text in practice. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Lord, for that man's faithfulness. I give you praise. So what do we do with this? It's easy. But it's hard. Just do it. Lay aside those cares and things which hold you back. You know, the only way we can lay aside those cares and things and sins which hold us back is on our knees. We've got to go before the Lord and say, Lord, show me. And then take away. Because I'm being held back in you. Show me, Lord. Take away those sins which hold me back from you. Take away those things which keep that relationship what it shouldn't be. I want to run this race for you, Jesus Christ. Run with perseverance. It doesn't matter what the obstacles are the Lord has put in your way that you might, might have to live with. Run the race with perseverance for Jesus Christ. Look to Jesus. You'll go where you're looking. Where are you looking in your everyday life? Not not what you tell other people, or by the way you carry your big Bible. It's where are you going in your everyday life? Are you looking to Jesus? When the distractions of life come against you, and they come up against you, are you focusing on Jesus? Or are you being distracted by the world? And then, here's the last one, and I haven't touched on this yet. Run the race You waiting? You ready? Run the race together. Wang East Baptist Church. That little word us is there in that whole text. It's there in that whole text. We are not in this race alone. And sometimes it feels like it. We are in this race together. When you see your fellow Christians struggling, get alongside them. Pick them up. Let's run this race together. When you struggle, there will be someone else who will notice you. And they will pick you up and come and encourage you. And you will run the race together. This race is a team effort. Even though it's individual race and in Christ. He puts his church there. That's the whole reason for the church on earth. Is so that we can run the race together. So as you look around you, hear your fellow competitors they might not look like they're doing a race here today, but they are. They're running the race with you. We are to encourage each other. That means we've got to have eyes for each other. We've got to look out for each other. We've got to care for each other. We've seen the love we to have already previously in Hebrews because it's part of this race we are running. We have to look out for each other and help each other to run this race. I want to read you the words of a song that an athletics coach wrote for his students when one of the students committed suicide. And uh, these were year 10 students in America, but it really hit all those team members. And so he decided to write this song for them. And I want you to listen to the words written by Bob Hauch in 2010 to his high school students. You've got to be ready when it's time to start. Focus your mind. Stretch your soul. Train your heart. Listen to the wisdom of the ones who've gone before. And take your place. Set your pace. Know what you're running for. And then run. Run with all your might. Out of darkness into light. Run the race that's set before you by God. Who is always at your side. Running with you stride for stride. He will take you to the finish line in his good time. So run. Keep your eyes steady. Fix them on the goal. Just stay the course. You can't change what you can't control. Following the crowd will get you caught up in the pack. So hold your head high. Pass them by. No reason to look back. Your race may seem easy or it may be hard. More hurdles to clear. Hills to climb. The end seems so far. But faith in the promise with a capital P will put you on the victory stand. Your crown's been won by God's own son. The race is in his hands. So run. I thought it's beautiful. Just as a church together stand, and we're going to read some words together of promise to us. God made it to the nation of Israel. I read it to the whole funeral service on this past week. But let's stand and read it together as a church. And We've got it up here. This is God's promise to Israel, but to you and I. And it's about this race. So here it is. Let's read together. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob. All you who remain in Israel, I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. How are you going to win this race? In the arms of Jesus Christ. He will carry you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us. And with that vast crowd, we join our voices and we say, Jesus Christ, you are faithful. Lord, help us now in practice in this week to be faithful to you, Lord Jesus. So that when we finish this race, we will finish it glorifying you, Jesus. And not whimpering into eternity. Help us in this race, because we are weak, but we know you are strong. Help us in our weakness, we pray. Amen.